Welcome to the second season of Paradigm Shift. In this season, we are talking about frontrunners. By frontrunners, we mean young people who are causing shifts in the world and making their mark. In this episode, we are talking to Lila Bartosek, a young lady from Budapest, Hungary. She shares with us her career journey thus far, built through her character and communication, both in overt ways and trusting the process of where she would like to land. I hope you enjoy this episode as it covers someone's journey to where they are right now and the little nuggets of wisdom she's picked up along the way. Hi, Lila. Hi, welcome, everyone. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. It's a little bit of a heat wave here, so we are just trying to, you know, shelter ourselves and get somewhere where there is air conditioning, but otherwise it's all good. I hope you are drinking a lot of water. Yeah, that's absolutely necessary at this point. Well, Lila, why don't you tell us about yourself? Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? Well, I'm happy to. So um, I'm from Hungary. I live in Budapest. And uh, right now I'm working as the Secretary General of V4SDG, which uh, is an abbreviation for Visegrad for Sustainability. We are an NGO um, dealing with basically the implementation of the UN Sustainable Development Goals in the Visegrad region. Our organization was founded back in 2018 and basically the main goal of connecting the regional actors of sustainability hasn't changed in the meantime. However, we now got more structured and right now we are um, basically organized around four main projects. One of them is a policy branch of the organization. This mm-hmm. will probably be the most relevant in the upcoming one year because right now we are having a campaign V4 at 30 reflecting on the 30 years anniversary of the Visegrad group who have just put forward a policy recommendation called uh, V4 Vision for Sustainability. And mm-hmm. with that, our aim is to really make sure that the governments and other actors of sustainability in the region put the topic of sustainability really high on their agenda so that we hope that in the upcoming years uh, we can actually make sure that the V4 region can be a so to say front runner when it comes to the implementation of the SDGs uh, in the CEE region. Also we have um, a community of researchers it's called V4 SDG Lab and basically um, there we welcome young experts from all around the Visegrad region and they are engaged in short-term and long-term sustainability related research projects. We also have Mm -hmm. an online platform, um, it's called V4SDG Connect, where we try to make sure that people can connect also online. Um, It's basically really similar to the social media sites that are quite well known. However, it's limited to the region and it's limited to sustainability actors. So we hope that discussions around sustainability can really be uh, something that people can get around and, you know, exchange ideas, visions, perspectives. And also, last but not least, we have the um, branch called V4SDG Exchange, which primarily deals with conference management and partnerships. And with that branch, we are now currently organizing the second Budapest Sustainability Exchange, which will be a huge regional sustainability event happening in the beginning of October. And also there, our hope is to connect the regional actors and also to make sure that 
the topics that are envisaged in um, our proposal package can get, actually get traction and we can make sure that those are topics that are really well deservedly put on the top of the agenda in the V4. Okay, you do a lot in this regard yeah. for sustainability. <laughs> we do, but this is how we like it. I mean, we are now an organization, the core group causes of um, 35 people approximately, and we are oh, all volunteers. Yeah, it's relatively large, but you know, it's um, it's quite good because we have members from all around the region and, and really we are all volunteers. Um, either we're studying or we're having um, another job. And it's just really great that there is an issue, at this case, sustainability, where, you know, we can gather around and make sure that we really want change to be made. And, uh, and also we want to do it in a way that is really um, reflecting the, um, the different sectors, also the NGO sector, the academia sector, business sector, and obviously governments as well. Yeah, the plate is full and you guys are doing some good work there. But before we get into what you do, we want to know a bit about who you are. So what led you to joining Visegrad for Sustainability? How did you grow up? Like, what are your passions? What describes Leela, basically? Well, I would say um, never giving up and uh, being ambitious. These would be the two traits I would say. I'm, I'm really um, happy that I can, I can say describes me. Um, mm -hmm. So basically, I came across the idea of sustainability quite late, to be honest, in terms of, you know, we were talking about the, the SDGs, we're talking about the UN agenda that was adopted back in 2015. And mm -hmm. I have to be honest, the first time I, I actually got my head around thinking about, you know, dealing with sustainability in a professional way was uh, first only in 2017 when I came across the idea at a, at a conference. And I ended up um, absolutely randomly, to be honest. Um, but it seems it's quite true that, you know, random things can lead to the greater good. I absolutely randomly ended up at a UN career workshop at my university. And that okay. was where I where I came across the idea um, of the 2030 agenda, but also some opportunities that were given at the time. And then I I had this really interesting feeling of okay, this is something that you know instantly grabbed my attention, and I instantly felt this connection that okay, this this is my field, this is what I want to do. So I got into SDGs. Then I applied to several uh, positions. Um, I applied to, to several programs. And you know what they say, if you, if you don't get a position or you don't get um, really a, a, a job you're, you're really wishing for, it's because something else awaits you. It's so, waiting for you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And this was just, just right there um, for me as well, because something I really wanted didn't really work out. And uh, I ended up at, um, at another conference where I met uh, the president of uh, V4SDG and we mm -hmm. got into chatting and you know um, we actually had quite a few friends in common already and then he introduced V4SDG and uh, just in a couple of weeks I just realized that I'm already a member. Um, oh okay. So that, that was really um, a whirlwind in a sense and uh, right then we were um, organizing one of our forums in, um, in Warsaw. And uh, back then I was also a student of, of the um, European Academy of Diplomacy that's based in Warsaw. So it was kind okay. of a, 
um, good match for me as well being in Warsaw and also helping the 4SDG as then a um, my first position in the organization was an international relations team officer. Um, mm -hmm. So basically I was uh, responsible for helping out, you know, wherever I could with the, the organization around the, the conference. Um, so I, I stayed and I, I really enjoyed my time uh, and I really enjoyed the community, the ever-growing community. And, and I just really got passionate about our mission, which hasn't changed since. Um, mm -hmm. And then the next forum came um, that was in Bratislava. Then I had more opportunity to, to also showcase my organizing skills um, as a conference manager. And then okay. um, basically 2020 came and we got our new structures uh, in the organization based on the, the projects I mentioned uh, earlier. And then um, that was, uh, I think in March or April last year, when uh, I got a phone call from, uh, from the board saying that they would be really happy if I could become uh, the lead for one of the projects exchange dealing with conference management and partnerships. And then okay. basically, so how we started organizing the first Budapest Sustainability Exchange last year. And um, then I got my own little team and then we got, you know, structure basically. We got calls, we got different tasks, portfolios. And I just really felt that I found what I want to do, what I want to um, really um, work in, in terms of which fields. And also in the meantime, I graduated from university and also um, I started my PhD, um, which also um, deals with the sustainable development goals and how they are implemented in the European Union. So, you know, there was this instant feeling of everything coming together in a, in a perfect match. Like perfect alignment. Exactly. And then I was, I was really honored to be offered to become the first Secretary General of the organization in January. And, uh, oh. and basically that's how I ended up where I, where I am today. And I'm just really proud of our team. I'm really proud of the commitment uh, every single member puts in this organization. And uh, I just really, um, really couldn't, couldn't be happier for, for our community. And at the end of the day, that's what really strikes me the most, how great community V4SDG has and, you know, all the late night calls and, and uh, a lot of work that comes with it. It's all worth it because at the end of the day, you are a community of really bright young people uh, wanting to, to make a change. And that's just, that just fills me with joy every single day. Absolutely. I mean, that was an exponential climb up the ladder, but I suppose when everything is where it needs to be, and it's perfect timing for everything. Everything just sort of works out the way that it was supposed to work out. Sustainability is a very broad term, right? So it covers exactly. a lot of things. What are you specifically interested in? And also, what does sustainability mean to you as a young person who's building a career? So if you had to take sustainability and apply it on Lila Bartusek herself, what that means for you, and then just explain what you understand by sustainability because it's really broad and we could go into many little crevices trying to explain eaters. Yes, exactly. So let me just uh, reverse maybe the order and start with generally what sustainability means because you are absolutely right that it's really broad. And uh, on the one hand, this is why it's really positive. Uh, I think that, you know, it has so many aspects and really everyone can find their own uh, interests in the field of sustainability. 
but on the other hand, this is why it's extremely difficult to um, to deal with sustainability as a complex entity because uh, you know sometimes it's really difficult to grasp what exactly we mean under it. So um, sustainability has three pillars. Uh, it has the economic uh, pillar, it has the uh, pillar the environment and also the social aspect. And what is really needed is to see it as a whole, see it as a, as a holistic perspective. Um, and, and obviously it goes really, we have the 17 uh, SDGs, we have the 169 targets, and also we yeah. have uh, more than 200 indicators. So it's really, really is a broad topic. Uh, but when yes. it comes to um, when it comes to me personally, um, my favorite SDG goal, if I may um, say so, uh, would be SDG 17, which is partnership for the goals. The reason why this is my favorite SDG is because uh, I believe that really this is an umbrella goal, and um, the only way to to really make sustainable uh, development a reality. The first and really the cornerstone of, of this whole thing is partnership between, not just between the regional actors, but also I tend to imagine it as a, an inverse pyramid, with the first mm -hmm. level being the international community, the second pillar being the European Union, because in our region, yeah. obviously, this is the, um, yeah. the, the cooperation that has uh, obviously uh, a really, really strong presence. And there, in terms of the European Union, we can find more binding, um, uh, legally binding instruments. And that's also not, you know, um, something that you can say, OK, then if, if on, on the EU level something is binding, it doesn't mean that it can have the effect that it was originally imagined uh, back on the international level, because the EU itself also consists of now 27 member states with their yeah. own agendas, with their own policies. What's really, really um, interesting about it is uh, that obviously there are competences that belong to the EU, there are competences that belong to the, the member states, and also there are shared competences. And mm -hmm. I don't really want to be really technical at this point, but if you just imagine <laughs> one of the metrics being the 17 SDGs with the three pillars, environmental, social and um, economic that we mentioned earlier, and on the other mm -hmm. hand, we imagine the framework of how the EU works uh, with the national and EU and shared competences. It's just really an interesting mixture of how the, these two can actually align and what and how really something that was created on an international level can, can all the way go down to national policies and then even below, uh, if we see it in the, um, in the pyramids, to the local government level. So this is just something that you know, it might, uh, I, I might be a little bit of a nerd here. I understand why it would excite you because this is literally, it's your field of study, it's a field of interest. It just still sounds like a very broad thing. So even with, I mean, maybe if you narrowed it down, if you narrowed it down to something very specific in terms of a project and approach to something, to a particular problem, right? So we understand that partnership is important and we understand that's one of your favorite goals in the SD. But in terms of sustainability, what does that look like in the real world? So that's what I'd want you to sort of go into um, to give a very real life perspective of what would that look like when you're interacting with the world? And then what does that look like for yourself in your own world? Well, I would say that, you know, if you look around, um 
now in the 21st century you just cannot live without you know thinking through everything from, from the glass of sustainability like um, whatever your profession might be you'll have to make decisions that will affect basically everything and this mm -hmm. is why partnership is really crucial because no matter whether you work in a business sector or you work as an NGO or you work as a decision maker uh, in a government, yeah. every single position, every single decision you make will have an impact. And Absolutely. And this is why I think it's a common mistake that people tend to narrow down sustainability to, to climate action. And mm -hmm. obviously climate action is really important. Uh, it's one mm. of the three pillars, but without a holistic approach, we just cannot really uh, move forward. And yep. just one more thing, if I have to pick also maybe one more concrete example, <laughs> um, it would be education. Um, this is also yes. something really close to my heart because education is something that, you know, it's a really powerful tool to make sure that the future generation has the capacity of realizing the impact um, of all the decisions they make. Should it be about gender equality? Should it be about inclusivity? Should it be about climate action? Um, the first step that you as a responsible adult can do is make sure that they're well educated and they realize the impact of their decision. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. It makes sense that way. Let's go into, so what would, if you had to tell your younger self to look out for two key things in your being, or well, not even your younger self, what are the two key tools you've learned along the way um, concerning building yourself and your profile? I would say, first and foremost, to be glad that you commit mistakes and also that you face difficulties because you okay. can learn so much from those. Let it be something that you really want and really doesn't work out that way. Or let it be, you know, something that you wish you could have done um, in another way because you learn so much from, from your own um, adventures, from your own experiences. Um, so this is something that I'm, I'm really glad that I had, um, you know, um, time to process. I had had difficult situations to, to, to go through and, uh, and, and obviously in those times you realize what really lies with, within you and, and, and you hear your, your inner, inner voice uh, much, much louder and clearer um, because you have time to reflect on, on your decisions. Um, and the other thing would be really to, to be brave enough to be ambitious. And what I mean is that I see several uh, people, um, you know, not really being brave enough to be ambitious and then at the end of the day, they, they could have done it, but they didn't because they weren't brave enough. And, um, and this also, you know, it, it, it links back to the first thing that I, I mentioned to, to be uh, glad when you, when you, um, you know, had difficult situations to face. Because these two combined can really make you strong and can really make you um, be happy that you have this endeavor that, that's actually called life. Um, yeah. So, so be brave and be really ready to to um, act differently. And I think this is what can be a, a leading force. Not just when it comes to sustainability. This is just really one field I personally I'm interested in. But it can be whatever you you feel passionate about. Just be brave enough to choose that field 
be brave enough to choose what you're passionate about and don't let anyone else tell you what you should be interested about because at the end of the day and I always have these two um, little hashtags that I use and it might be a bit funny but um, I believe that you really have to do what you love and you really have to love what you do because that's the only way you can actually make an impact and can make a change. Absolutely. I mean, unfortunately, not everyone gets the privilege of being able to do that in this world, but I hope more and more people decide to pursue what it is that they're passionate about regardless of circumstances or, and they have the strength to do that. Our closing question, when you hear the phrase front runner, what does that express to you? And would you consider yourself a front runner? Here I would just like to refer back to uh, the previous question because I think front runner is something that really lies in everyone. Everyone can be a front runner in their own field because everyone has different views, different visions that they want to make a reality. So um, mm. in this sense, the phrase when I first heard front runner, this was something that I associate with uh, really being brave enough to follow your dreams. Um, and yes, in that sense, I would consider myself a front runner because uh, I think that I'm lucky enough to, to really have this ability of not giving up. And, and I think that in the current, current times, um, we are, we are, I'm happy to, to, to really witness that now we are moving more into this field of really, as you mentioned, also young people being brave enough to follow their own passions. And, mm -hmm. and also, if we take it to a more holistic uh, approach, I would even say that we as V4SDG, we are also front runners because in the region, we are the first organization um, dealing with the implementation on a regional level of the SDGs. So um, yeah, I would say front runner should be something that lies within you and you have to really, you know, um, awake this front runner that's, that's in you. Um, just, just make sure that you follow um, your dreams. That is a perfect way to close off our interview. Thank you so much for your time. Um, well, you can drop your social details so maybe if my followers can listen to you or watch you on Instagram or just follow you. I would really much love to do that. And thanks so much for inviting me. And I wish you all the best for the podcast series. All right. So what are your social handles? So um, on Facebook, you can find me on my name, Lila Bartosek. The same goes to Instagram as well. And also make sure to follow V4SDG. Um, we also have Facebook and Instagram accounts so that you can follow the campaign that we are currently leading, uh, V4F30. So um, in this coming year, we are really preparing some really, really interesting steps to, to make the V4 region more sustainable. Thank you so much, Leela, for your time. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope you're looking forward to the next one. Goodbye.